This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, the TSO's director of marketing, Vanessa Gardner, and we have a very special guest joining us in the studio, as we often do, and as we often do, I have a fanfare for you. Oh, <laughs> you like my little editing there? That's beautiful. <laughs> Tickets are available. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody put your hands together for Mickey Emsch. Welcome, Mickey. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you have to say after all the work that I put into that that, uh, fanfare for you? It's just so beautiful. I was in awe. (laughs) Yes. You're walking on cloud nine at this point. Well, Mickey is with uh, the Toledo Alliance for the Performing Arts with TAPA, and you work as the operations manager, also in ensemble sales, and you're singing in the Messiah, right? That's happening at Rosary. Yes, this is my second year getting to sing with the TSO for the Messiah, and I am so excited. Rehearsals are a blast so far. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I mean, you are a singer, and you have a, a pedigree as a singer. I do. And you and I know each other because you did some intern work here for WGTE. I did, with uh, season eight of uh, Living Composers. Yeah, yeah, with our radio show that we do have. Do you need coffee? <laughs> I see. I taught you well. Yes. Um. I. I do. Yeah. Okay. Could you? Um, I mean, we'll is that a thing? Eye. Can we? She's my intern. <laughs> she just works for you. Yeah. She's my direct report. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get extra creamer. That's all right. Wait. I've got the. There we go. Well, in this Wait, season of Elaine? giving, yeah, no. right. <laughs> Elaine is here in spirit. Well, we're talking about this annual event, Handel's Messiah. It's happening on Sunday, December 4th at 4 o'clock p.m. in Rosary Cathedral, this wonderful production of the Messiah. You know, you guys are pretty much, you've gotten it by now, right? You've done it a few times, so everybody knows it when when they pull out the music. Yeah. Well, we're also uh, celebrating Thanksgiving today, so we're going to do a little talking about Thanksgiving as well as about Handel's Messiah. But first, Mickey, we want to make it about you. We want to hear a little bit about you, and we want you to tell us your story. When I say we, I mean I, basically. <laughs> I want you to tell your story, how you got you know, to hear where you are from where you were, what excites you, what got you interested in music in the first place. That's Brad's story. Okay, now I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> sure. Well, I am um, from. Hang on a second. I oh, got I some music for, for you. For the story music. Oh, yes, wait, yes. Okay. Let me uh, see. This, this might child. change the. Yes. <laughs> the tenor of the conversation. She's not a tenor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, well, I'm from Missouri. Um, I've been a vocalist and an administrator for uh, pretty much parallel all through school. Um, I went to Mizzou. I did some work with the Columbia um, Choral Alliance. And I also went to LSU, stuck around and did some work with Opera Louisiane and marketing. And uh, I love working with new compu- new composers, uh, new musicians. So I came up to BG for the doctorate. 
I got to do some great work there, and I interned with Brad Cresswell, and... (laughs) Okay, great story. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) Well, I I want you to go back to the beginning. I mean, how did you get interested in singing and becoming a... And then in new music? I'm a very bad violinist, actually, so I kept leaving my rental violin at school and forgetting it, and my mother said, you can sing. Um, <laughs> I wish that was a joke. Couldn't but leave your voice at school, right? <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, we I grew up in a bluegrass house and have some um, rock uh, siblings, so a lot of my research also is kind of interdisciplinary with um, different styles. But yeah, I have always enjoyed singing, and I had an opera teacher uh, in high school by accident. My mom was working with her pets. So I uh, started taking lessons, fell in love with the art, and hmm. ha- my first love choir has been uh, consistent throughout the time. So, What kind of pets were they? Uh, dogs. They were, she had lots of opsos, I think. <laughs> so very, very sweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did they sing as well? <laughs> Loudly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, that, that could be a serious question, right? No, it was a serious question. Yeah. Okay. Well. What do you think I'm doing over here? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Anything Hard else you want to tell us, Mickey, about yourself? I kind of interrupted your story a little bit. You're so. totally fine. Um, mm-hmm. I was also the- a florist the whole time too. I've been. I worked. Really? At, yeah, that was my first job in high school. I just dropped by the shop and they said, I asked if they needed help and they said, Do you have allergies? I said no. <laughs> And they gave me a knife, and the rest is history. Like, no, I, I, I have dogs, you know. <laughs> no allergies here, ma'am. Um, how did you get involved in new music? My brother's a composer, um, and also in stand-up, we like to be Renaissance kids, I guess. But um, we uh, just collaborated a lot, and I, I enjoyed hanging out in spaces with more of the Puro Plus groups. So I had a lot of great friends that had fun ideas, and we usually were just making things up after our larger concerts and that turned into more and more um i worked with dinos uh, constantinides in um, louisiana yotam haber um just said hey do you guys have some something in your catalog you'd like me to look at and yeah we always have fun nice yeah. well we still have three minutes of music but let me stop it there <laughs> okay <laughs> that's wonderful glad to have you here? Glad to have your story. Now that we know all about you, Mickey, you can wait until the end of the podcast. Now, <laughs> so we're going to talk about Handel's Messiah, and we're going to talk yeah, about talk about new music. And <laughs> Everything was new at one point. Yeah, if, if thank you, composer's date book. Yeah, <laughs> that's the spirit. I did hear that it, on the way over. <laughs> it's new to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some stories obviously associated with Messiah that we've mm-hmm. we've told a lot of the stories before. But let me focus in, actually, Mickey, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your performing of the Messiah. You're, you're singing all these fantastic choruses. Uh, do you have a favorite? Is there a moment that is like go-to for you in the, in the whole thing? Yeah, on a serious note, I think um, Since By Man Came Death is, is just a really stunning piece to experience in, in a group among singers and to have um, the surround sound experience of, of such gorgeous um, – tight harmony um but i also love 
we like sheep. We always we misunderstood <laughs> it when we were younger, so we would thought it was all about we like sheep. Yeah, we all uh, like have sheep. Have gone astray. Yes. That's what we did in college. We sang we all like, like sheep, sheep. bat, yep. and then we did a little bat at the end. That's so weird. Don't it's do that ubiquitous. This yeah. There, that one's yes. Get the whole chorus going there. It is actually Mickey's trying to be very diplomatic, but. That is not one of the choruses he we are performing. He specifically said, we're not doing this because you keep bleeding. Uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> There's a T bleeding. in that word. Bleeding yeah. or bleeding? Yes. bleeding. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. And here I was going to point out when you said serious note, you were making a little bit of a pun, but <laughs> I was off, off base with that. Um, you guys, does everybody else have a favorite part of Messiah? I mean, we all know and love Messiah, and there's the Hallelujah Chorus. But what besides the Hallelujah Chorus, it, you know, excluding that, is a is a favorite moment for you? Oh wow! Here, let me let me pull a little music for you in the background. So, I, I, okay, I have a couple answers to this. Um, first, I love the overture. Um, because it, it centers you it, it, it brings you into where you need to be for what's to come and it helps your ear to adjust to wherever you're, you're hearing the music being played and I think that makes for a better choral experience mm. my father used to take me up to UMS to see the choral union do the Messiah and that's a very proper performance um, I remember being a young child and, and and um, my, my, my dad would look forward to this. He would get so excited about this. He would talk about it for weeks. And I would sit there and I would try so hard to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like four hours long. Um, but uh, just remembering the, the beauty of, of Hill Auditorium. And if, if I, and I was like six years old. <laughs> Uh, but I just remember I could listen to the strings, and the strings were doing beautiful things. And I'd listen to the sopranos, and the sopranos were doing beautiful things. And there was darkness in some of the harmonies, but there was warmth as well. And it's just an unbelievable masterpiece. Wonderful. Vanessa, are there any horns in Messiah? I mean, have you There ever... sure aren't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll skip you. No. <laughs> I, I always have For Unto Us as an earworm. Mm-hmm. For like a good runs. eight weeks. Yeah. 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 Now that's going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah. the whole thing has got like lots of runs and yeah. roulades and what have you. It's like word painting, right? But the funny thing is if you look at those pitches, they don't fall where you think they do. There's They're, they're slightly changing. And it always amazes me how the chorus controls that, you know, no. like yeah. physically with their bodies to because it's... It's wicked fast. It is wicked fast. Yeah, yeah totally. Spoken and, like a Bostonian. And to get everybody together on yeah. the same, you know, note at the same time. Yeah. Can be we don't have any valves to press. Quite it's a challenge. Right. It's, it's yeah. Pillsbury yeah. Doughboy method. It's just <laughs> a machine gun belly. Yeah, Merwin, Merwin's sitting over there thinking, I'm safe. They've moved on. But no, I'm going to ask you about your favorite part of Messiah. It's hard because the answer that is my favorite part of messiah is not being performed so i i feel bad about that but it is very much my favorite part and it is the soprano aria i know my redeemer yeah Uh. and that's i mean it's a gorgeous soprano aria there's a beautiful violin solo and it's 
that they interact so amazingly and that is that is my favorite part and i'm sad that we're not performing it but it is one of the things where we're kind of it's uh kind of um I, it's it's like really kind of distilled like the elements in the sire are distilled and it's an amazing i mean Alen's constructed this um, kind of really amazing through path through this and it's it, it works it works wonderfully in concert but that's the one that i miss yeah. I know I well we have mickey here she can sing it for you right now command performance and a one and a two and a one <laughs> <laughs> the bluegrass version. <laughs> I have no idea um, what that was, but that's all right. That was uh, new music. Yes. So. <laughs> Tickets so. are available. <laughs> <laughs> or um, not. <laughs> so, Merwin, I, I think it was. Um, it might be interesting to some people who are listening, and maybe not to everyone who's listening. Um, I love the way you you know queued up the questions <laughs> <Sorry. Great job. laughs> um, this may be interesting to people who are listening and people who are not listening I'll, I'll remember that definitely <laughs> Thanks. this may be interesting to you whether you're listening or not <laughs> Thanks, take, it away, take yeah. it away Zach uh, thank you everybody for yeah. sticking through that um, talk about that that through line because part of the art of, of putting together a performance of the Messiah is choosing what's in and what might wait till next year. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes a snowflake every time this is performed, yeah. is that it's not going to be the same. We should also point out the fact that there's a longstanding history of changing Messiah, mm-hmm. rearranging it, yeah. leaving in some parts, taking out some other parts, and making different arrangements. Sure. I mean, composers, including Mozart, made their own arrangement. And of horns Messiah. were in that. Yeah. Well, there's the. Is it <laughs> you Tom- just got a dirty look there, yeah. Merwin. <laughs> well, there's the. Is it Thomas Beecham who had the crazy version that had like uh, bass drums and cymbals? Yeah. And, yeah. Blew it way up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the interpretive components, how, how how does Elaine see this? I'm sorry, he's not here to answer that question. Well, I think one of the things that's really important for Elaine is creating a sense of drama. I think, you know, when you're starting from the idea of the greatest story ever told, then that's that's maybe kind of the 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 backbone of that looking for that sense of story and that's something that he highlights in his interpretive decisions i think it's there's a lot of dramatic contrast um there's a lot of dynamic contrast so he really wants to you know to be able to kind of save the loud elements for when Mm -hmm. they're when they're most prominent Mm -hmm. um i know he's really enjoyed working with um, this chorus because um, there's kind of a nimbleness that is demanded and in this sort of approach um, where you have to be able to take turns very very quickly and to kind of make make these on a dime sorts of changes and I think that's something that's really near and dear to him so I think that's been I mean, I, I feel a little uncomfortable speaking for him a little about this, but I... <laughs> You're the stunt Elaine for this <laughs> I'm episode. I'm stunt Elaine for this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I want, all Canadians look the same. <laughs> but, wow. <laughs> but I... I, I I feel like that's what he would say, is that, that when you're choosing these um, 
movements and when you're choosing the solos and the choruses as well as kind of on the spur of the moment interpretive decisions it's about heightening the sense of story and mm -hmm. so it's not just a monument of a piece it's not just kind of like something that lived in the past and that we're paying tribute to it's a story that you're retelling and reliving in the moment. So yeah. I, hope, I hope that Mickey, would you kind of, I mean, like having worked with him. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely yeah. would agree. And I think that that's part of what's so enjoyable for the ensemble that's singing um, under his direction is that we have the time to sit with the, the arc and to appreciate those, those pivotal moments of, of, um, not only the music, but in the emotional aspect of such a treasured story that it, it it feels new every time. It's really nice. You know what my favorite part of Messiah is overall? Oh, Brad, what's your favorite part? I, I, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, I like that part where the tenor sings, thou shalt dash them. And he sings at one point, thou shalt break them. And it's like a high A on the word break, and the tenor almost always cacks it, right? So that's the part that I— <laughs> You just pop popcorn. <laughs> I'm looking for— but, uh, You know, you have to have good singers, obviously. And for, we very much do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, we look forward to that. Um, I do have a little quiz, which I want to get to because I have a handle quiz. Um, Is it about luggage? Well, I, you know, it, I call it Gobbling George because there's also a little bit of a Thanksgiving in here as well. And we know George Handel liked to eat, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> so, I, I have so many. Yeah, so many questions, yeah, I know. Yes. Like, we'll call it George and the Turkey. Anyway, we can't, we can't talk about Thanksgiving in the UK during Handel's time because they obviously don't celebrate well. Thanksgiving <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> But we can do Thanksgiving in the 18th century in New England, right? So these are your questions. Let me pull up a little music for that. Um, <laughs> Vanessa's yeah. getting excited. Yes, indeed. Now, there are horns in this handle piece. This is from his water music. And we all drink water at Thanksgiving, so there is a connection. Okay. Mm -hmm. What item was not on the menu during the 18th century in New England? Was it creamed onions? Was it mashed turnip? Or was it crumpled carrots? Which of those three was not on the menu in the 18th century in New England? And we'll come back at the end and we'll get the answers. So you write your answer down, A, B, or C. Okay, which of the following was a popular New England game played at Thanksgiving? Hunt the slipper? <laughs> Cookie pocket? Or ostrich dance. Now, all three of those are real games, real, <laughs> real uh, audience participation games during that time. You know what was the ostrich one? Ostrich dance. You know what an ostrich yeah, okay. dance yeah, yeah, yeah. is? Got it's it. when yeah. two people have a card taped to their back with a word written on it, and the first person that can read the other person's card is the winner. So they f they fight, and they call it an ostrich dance with people trying to get their head around to your back. Anyway, what so... What were the other two options? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Cookie pocket. Cookie pocket, cookie pocket is pocket. where you... See how many cookies you can fit cookies. in your pockets? Well, not quite. It's okay. like anti-pickpocket. It's like reverse pickpocketing, where you have a bunch of cookies in your 
in your jacket pocket and you try to sneak them into somebody else's jacket pocket is very complicated and takes some skill, I would imagine. <laughs> Cookie pocket. Yeah. And I guess the other one's self-explanatory. The other one is hunt the slipper. But it's a little bit different because it, you know... Does it involve guns? No, no. There's no guns involved. <laughs> so hunt not that slipper. kind of hunting? Yeah. No. It's like no. not duck hunt. Like Elmer yeah. Fudd going after a... Be very quiet, I'm hunting slippers. Kill the slipper, kill the slipper. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Swipper. I'm not even going to tell you what that is. It's a game that involves a lot of people. Okay. A, B, or C. Hunt the slipper, cookie pocket, or ostrich ants. Now... Meanwhile, back in England, Handel suffered from gout, slow paralysis, mental confusion, and eventual blindness. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Is this what, an what all of the above? All of that? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What caused all of that? What caused his, his health problems? Was it his massive binge eating? Was it his overindulgence of wine? Or was it his fondness for sweets? See, there's a Thanksgiving connection there. Gout, blindness, and what was the other? <laughs> Paralysis, mental confusion. Yeah. All okay. of, I gotcha. mean, right. it's like looking in a mirror. Okay. Yeah, I, I say, well, okay. Okay. I know the answer to that one. <laughs> so that is the first part of our handle quiz. And I have more handles. Oh, I have. Oh, that was actually the Thanksgiving quiz. Uh, never mind. Anyway. Wait, that was the. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a couple of other questions. Okay. <laughs> That have to do with so, Thanksgiving. I have some turkey the, the, trivia. The foods in the games, those are... Those yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, that's for Thanksgiving, because it and, happens on Thanksgiving. It had and, nothing and to do with handle. I don't know why. The, I the, the gout and the blindness and the paralysis, that was not a Thanksgiving question. Yeah, that, that was sort of like a... Yes, that was a PSA. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Kids, watch your sweets. There we go. That's your more you know music. Anyway, I don't know how to save that, so we won't. Let me ask you some handle questions now, okay? Can you handle this is what it's called. I can't wait. Okay. Let me pull up the handle music. I think we need the turkey music yeah. if we did. I, I think that's appropriate. I, yeah. yeah. I, we need the turkey music for the handle quiz. No, it's, okay. it's kind of a turkey meets handle. I don't think you need to really worry too much about the soundtrack. I mean, you okay. just did water music and it wasn't mm -hmm. about the Messiah, so Hey, I, I okay. spent hours on this. Turkey okay. Oh. Alright, here's our handle quiz music. <laughs> Get into the mood. George right. Winston <laughs> plays George <laughs> Frederick Handel. <laughs> George and George together again. Okay, can you handle this? Handel's father forbid young George to learn music because he wanted his son to become a what? Was it a barber surgeon, a lawyer, or a dentist? A, B, or C. In 1704, when Handel was still a teenager, he was nearly killed when he got into a sword fight with a fellow composer. What saved Handel's life? Was it a button on his coat? Was it a manuscript of his very first opera, Almira? Or was it a flock of birds? <laughs> a, B, or C? At the time of his death, George Frederick Handel had amassed a worth of 20,000 pounds, which is like something like $3 million today. How did he make most of his money? Was it publishing his music? 
playing the stock market or was it royal patronage, A, B, or C? Why did he often spell his name H-E-N-D-E-L instead of H-A-N-D-L? Was it because people often confused handle with handle? The two different spellings there, they don't really work on the radio. Uh, many jokes, of course, have been made about that. Is it because people thought it was E-L instead of L-E? Or thought it was L-E instead of E-L? Okay. Is that three that, different I think that's all one, answers? right? Yeah. Oh, that's that was that's just, option at so that answer a. one. That was just me talking. Okay. As a tribute to his family surname, which was actually... Hendelstein with an E, but it was shortened by his grandfather, who also swapped the E for the A. That that's the answer B. That's absolutely <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, Zach. Okay, <laughs> or C. People kept mispronouncing his name. Okay. Well, Hendel or Handel. Anyway, it, like moving they would on. say it Hendel. No, they would probably um, say Handel. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are something like that. Watching Sprockets. <laughs> Oh, it's a lost cause. Okay. <laughs> what was the last performance of his own music that Handel saw before his death? Was it the Oratorio Jephtha at Covent Garden? Was it the Opera Xerxes at the King's Theater? Or was it Messiah at the Foundling Hospital? He only died eight days later after watching one of these. And finally, who paid for Handel's memorial monument in Westminster Abbey? Was it Handel himself? Was it King George II? Or was it Charles Jennings? You know who Charles Jennings was? He wrote the libretto for Messiah. He was an arts patron. He actually, uh, I think, supplied the libretto for a few different uh, oratorios by Handel. Was he a patron who could maybe pay for something that expensive? Yeah. Maybe. And his name was Jennings? Jennings. J-E-N-N-E-N-S. It's originally with an A. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of a joke and I couldn't. You were too quick on the draw for me there. So let's go back and get the answers to our Hendel quiz because um, we can save the Thanksgiving one for later. Okay. So we don't start with the onions, turnips, and carrots? No, we're going to go back and, and hit that with our Thanksgiving portion of the program. So, uh, first question, Handel's father forbid young George to learn music. He wanted his son to become what? A, B, or C? Barber surgeon, a lawyer, or a dentist? What'd you say, Merwin? A. You said A, and that would be... Oh, no. Anybody say B? Raise I, your hand. I said B. You said B? You are Yay! correct. Um, I wouldn't imagine that just being a surgeon of barbers would be all that. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what his dad Barber. did, right? Bar- yeah, no, yeah. Barbers were surgeons. Haircuts so and yeah. surgery. One-stop shop. Haven't you ever yeah. seen Sweeney Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was actually Samuel Barbers. <laughs> <laughs> also not super lucrative. <laughs> anyway, Mickey is ahead by one. No, Adagio Vanessa. for surgeon. Vanessa is ahead by one. Well, oh, Vanessa is ahead did, by what one. did Mickey and Zach respond? No. Oh, uh, I'm the only one that got it right. Okay, yes, okay. I'm ahead by one. Oh, we don't okay. know what Mickey said. We yeah, actually no, haven't... we don't need to talk about it. Okay. I said we don't know what Zach said. <laughs> I thought it was haircuts yeah. and surgery, too, because yeah, that's too. what his dad did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is what his dad did, yeah. 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 Okay. He well, had to, somebody had to take over the chair. Vanessa is up by one. Uh, we still have a few questions left here. So, Unfortunately. <laughs> when Handel was still a teenager, he nearly got into a sword fight, was nearly killed. What saved him? 
Is it A, a button on his coat, a manuscript with B, or a flock of birds on C? Who said A? Raise your hands. A is correct. What rhymes with A? Yay. Yeah. I really want to say flock of seagulls just to see what that would do in music <laughs> well, history. It's actually pretty amazing because Handel at the time did have a flock of birds haircut. Mm, yes, yeah. indeed. Something <laughs> like that. I don't even know. That's like a Canadian joke. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, no. at the time of No, his... it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you on our phones after which beautiful okay. holiday tribute. Okay. All of our listeners are burning with curiosity right now. <laughs> At no, the time I think of, we all know but you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. Okay. At the time of his death, Handel had amassed a fortune of almost $3 million. How did he make it most of his fortune? Publishing his music, playing the stock market, or royal patronage? How many said royal patronage? That is wrong. How many said he played the stock market? How many said that, uh, what was the other one? Publishing. Sounds oh, yeah, really promising. Publishing his music. <laughs> How many said publishing, publishing his music? That is no. He actually made it on the stock market. Yeah, he invested in what is it? Bitcoin. So, the South Sea <laughs> Company. He bought low, he sold high. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so how you're did, supposed to do it. Yeah, that well, so did Isaac Newton, by the way. Uh, bought low and sold high, but the price kept going up. So Isaac Newton was so you know, enamored with the stock market that he reinvested and ended up losing everything. And this is how we learned about gravity. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Good point. And then, uh, you know, handle. Wait, that's serious? You're serious? Yeah, absolutely serious. I thought he's walking into a trap. No, no, there's no kidding in Symphony Lab. Okay. (laughs) Why did he often spell his name with an E instead of an A? Well, we'll just go to the answer. <laughs> the answer is people kept mispronouncing his name because they didn't know, you know, Hendel. They didn't know about the umlaut. They didn't know how to pronounce the umlaut, so they just ignored it. Wasn't that more customary at the time, though? I mean, I feel like now people don't know how to say it, but yeah, what, what was more customary? Saying umlauts. it with a umlaut. I yeah. mean, they have umlauts now, right? Well, yeah, but they're, very t- <laughs> yeah. they're tough to type. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You use the insert function on you do, word. Yeah. I, that's or you just I hold down it. the key. Or you can just up. replace it with an e. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get. You this mean like a e? <laughs> an umlaut e. Okay. Anyway, we still have a, a million more of these questions to go. What was the last performance of this music that Handel saw before he died? It was drum roll. It was Messiah. It was actually Messiah. He went to a performance at the Foundling Hospital. I mean, he went there every year since it premiered, uh, and he went to the Foundling Hospital and either conducted it or watched it. At this didn't point, it, he listened to it I and saw it, it. Didn't it premiere in Dublin? Yeah. 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 But so since it premiered it, in London. Got it. Right. The London the premiere Hospital. was... A, okay, got it. All right. Yeah. I got stuck on it. And finally, who paid for Handel's Memorial Monument in Westminster <laughs> Abbey? How many people said Handel? Handel pays for his own monument. Well, that was the correct answer. (laughs) He actually set aside 600 pounds in his will just in case they wanted to build a statue to him. So evidently they made good use of that. 
All right. Well, we'll get to those other questions in a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. You know, what's on your uh, what's on your plate, Vanessa, this year? What are you doing for uh, for uh, Thanksgiving? I'm hosting a small gathering, and I am in the process of deciding between turkey and duck legs. And I'm not not just turkey legs, but the whole turkey or just duck legs. Wow! So. Could you could you cook the duck legs in the turkey I'm like not a turducken sort of thing? Definitely Tur- not. Turduck? No, <laughs> no. They're Missing all... the hen? Is that what the en is it's at the, the end? Of... Well, it's chicken. chicken. Oh, chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, all this time I was thinking hen. That's well, weird. Well, it's not turduck hen. Well, if if you're if you're in Amsterdam, that's how you would pronounce it. Yes, exactly. With an umlaut, <laughs> like yeah. Hensel. Yes. And um, I'm not sure what else. I, I'm I'm kind of behind the eight ball this year. Yeah, yeah. Just um, tell everybody to bring their own drink, and and I, you don't have to worry about the food. No, actually, the cocktails is probably where I would excel, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an improvisatory uh, Thanksgiving dinner this yeah. year. And, you know, I understand you're running late. That probably explains why I haven't received an invitation yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the clarification <laughs> of that. All, Mickey, all Thanksgiving but, orphans are welcome. <laughs> Mickey, what are you doing for, for Thanksgiving? Oh, gosh. We're going to um, pop over to Hubbard, Ohio and see uh, some family. And then I think the next day we're going to have some Friendsgiving. So I'll try to adapt a couple things for a vegan yeah. potluck. Oh, I, I don't have an invitation of that either. But that's okay if it's vegan. <laughs> what, what do you got <laughs> against vegan food? There. Well, I don't have anything against it, but, it, you know. It, it, what did a good tofurkey ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Careful, you never know. We want to meet you at that tofurkey in a dark alley. Um, Merlin, what, what are you doing? How am I suppo- supposed to follow a criminal tofurkey? <laughs> what's that, what's that thing what jiggling do. in the corner? <laughs> it is a family Thanksgiving, and we generally keep it relatively traditional. Um, we often like to include um, um, Polish foods because my... Um, my wife's uh, family has you know, Polish background, and so we're we're usually putting cabbage rolls in and that kind of thing uh, as well as an addition. But um, you know, but but our the only kind of deviation in terms of our standard Thanksgiving foods is that we basically triple or quadruple the amount of nutmeg in our cranberry sauce, so that you can so it becomes a mildly hallucinogenic substance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want to go to this, your house. And you for, feed this to your children. Yeah. Yes, it gives us a lot more peace in the later part of the day. <laughs> you could just, you know, feed them turkey with a tryptophan and get them to fall asleep that way. Oh, no. they were Actually, getting kids to eat main dishes, I don't know what type of parent we were able to do, but we weren't able to do that here. Well, at any rate, I want to come to your house for Thanksgiving, you could, definitely. You could also put that cranberry sauce in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and that'll be nice. my little bourbon smash. Ooh, okay, we're going like to take that. a pause from Toledo Symphony. <laughs> we'll be back in about 10 minutes <laughs> or longer. Uh, Zach, what are you guys doing? You, I mean, uh, We're hosting um, family Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll have um, my, my father and my sister uh, who live here and my sister's family from Chicago. So we'll have uh, a good little group of people. That's um, interesting. You have people coming from Chicago. I'm going to Chicago for. Oh, so for you can't come to any of yeah, our you Thanksgivings. Can't. 
Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> you just forgot send about your that. regrets. <laughs> he, however, well, can guilt trip us incredibly true. well. You can still that. invite I don't get me. To go to Chicago. <laughs> you can still invite me, and I can say no, right? <laughs> Sorry. I'm in Chicago for the weekend. <laughs> hey, Brad, want to come over on Thanksgiving? Are you in town? Uh, no, I'm actually in Chicago for oh, the weekend. I'm Sorry. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of use, getting a lot of use out of that. Nothing you know, says the, Thanksgiving like sad trombone. <laughs> Elaine, the spirit of Elaine is still with us. One of well, the most positive people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting, and, and he's immortalized in that sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we also have this. Yay! Right, in which we are all immortalized. The, the vocal equivalent. <laughs> the vocal equivalent. <laughs> exactly. with, a, with, a, with a little more apathy. Let's do, speaking of apathy, let's do the rest of my quiz. I have... uh, On the topic of uh, apathy, let's talk about my creative powers. Yes. Okay. Well, what do we want to say about your creative powers? I was talking about yours. (laughs) I know. I know. So uh, we we actually accidentally went through three of these questions. So we can go back and I can give you the answer for those. But I also have a little turkey trivia that's kind of interesting that we might use. So let me pull up some appropriate music here. (laughs) Since we already used our Thanksgiving music. So I guess we're brining this turkey? Yes. Mm, Water music, right? Okay. That'd be a horrible brine, though. Just, just water, water. Just plain water. <laughs> royal. Oh no, wait, that's fire. That was that was a nice sound effect you yeah. did there, Zach. That was the. Uh, that was the brining. The, the brining of the turducken. There we go. I'm like squeegee. That's not it. <laughs> Can I just say my? Well, you uh, could use a squeegee. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I told the story on our Thanksgiving episode in the past, but um, my favorite holiday memory is the year that my parents <laughs> preheated the oven but never switched it to bake. Oh, right. And and many holiday libations were consumed, so nobody noticed that they were they were basting a completely cold and pink <laughs> bird until about seven thirty that evening. Yeah. Okay, let's go back and answer those three questions that we had before. Uh, what item was not on the menu in 18th century New England? Creamed onions, mashed turnip, or crumpled carrots? A, B, or C? How many people said A? That is wrong. <laughs> What'd you say, Mickey? I said C. You said C. That is right. C is yeah. There were no crumpled carrots on the menu. Because carrots can't crumple, or what's the story here? I don't know. I just made up crumpled carrots, so I don't know. But they did have creamed onions and so mashed turnip. So we don't know it wasn't served. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a remote possibility that a carrot crumpled in somebody's I'm gonna, dish. I'm going to assign myself a fifth of a point just to okay. have yeah, some possibility. Actually, I heard, I heard this morning on this very station that there Milk was, Street Radio there talked was, about crumpled carrots. No, no. There was no actual documentation of what was or was not Did you listen on to that the first as well, thinking... Oh. I'm not talking about the first Thanksgiving. I'm talking oh. about 18th century New England. You're supposed to say, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So they did have creamed onions and mashed turnip, along with other things. Anyway, now we get to the good part. Which of the following was a popular New England game? Play at Thanksgiving, hunt the slipper, cookie pocket, or ostrich dance? A, B, or C? How many people said A, hunt the slipper? I thought it was which is not a game. 
Oh, which, which of the following was a popular New England meant. game? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, how many said A, hunt the slipper? How many people said B, find the cookie? Or cookie, cookie pocket. pocket. Yes, cookie pocket. Uh, Vanessa and Zach said that. And I'm assuming that the rest of you said ostrich dance, yeah. Merlin yeah. and Mickey. The answer was hunt the slipper, actually. <laughs> That's what people used to play at Thanksgiving. So everybody gets in a circle, and they have a slipper, and one person... This is a really complicated game. Like, games were much more complicated back then. Well, there was so much more time to pass. I guess. Uh, So one person plays the customer, one person plays the cobbler, and so the customer gives the cobbler this slipper, and they're like, can you fix my shoe? And they're like, yeah, give me a minute. And somehow they manipulate it so they pass the slipper around, and you can't tell who has it. And the customer has to find the slipper, right? And they're seated in a circle. Yeah, they're seated so in a circle. So somebody in the circle has your slipper. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have the slipper. And if you can name the person that has your slipper, then you win. At and what it, point and... do they shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so hunt the slipper. That was the answer. Okay. Meanwhile, back in England, this is why we had the handle music here. Handle suffered from gout, slow paralysis, mental confusion, blindness, among other things. What was the cause? Was it his, his massive binge eating, his overindulgence of wine, or his fondness for sweets? A, B, or C? How many people said B? B was B. wine. B is wine. Yes. He got lead poisoning from drinking wine, which was made with lead back in those days. Okay. God, that's not still happening. Could you imagine, Zach? Well, I mean, there's been lead in the water in places here. I mean, it's not inconceivable that that... I'm going to switch up. I really took it down there. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay because I have some turkey trivia. All right. We're going to go through here. There we go. Wait, there's more? Yeah, there's more. I've got three turkey trivia questions. I, uh... Just want everyone to know I still have only one point. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have to, you know, take care of your own points. Okay. Turkey trivia. What is that little wobbly red thing on the turkey's neck called? Is it called the beard? Is it called the wattle? Or is it called the snood? A, B, or C. What's one way to determine a turkey's sex? Ask them? No. (laughs) Okay, you is it ask them? Is it the way they walk? Is it the color of their forehead or is it the shape of their poop? Sure. Okay, A, B, or C. Third and final question. Under which US president did the official turkey pardoning ceremony begin? Was it under Abraham Lincoln? Was it under Franklin D. Roosevelt or was it under George H. W. Bush? A, B, or C. So we're going to go back now and go through the answers for those three questions. So what is that wobbly little thing underneath their neck or on their neck called? Is it a beard, wattle, or a snood, A, B, or C? How many people said A, a beard? How many people said B, a wattle? Wow, you guys know your turkeys. It was totally a wattle. W-A-T-T-L-E. What's one way to determine a turkey's sex? Is it the way they walk, the color of their forehead, or the shape of their poop? A, B, or C? How many people said A? Nobody. How many I, people I said, said a. Oh, you said A? Okay. 
Uh, Merwin says A. How many people say B, the color of their forehead? Vanessa and Mickey, Zach is holding out for the poop. I am. The shape I hate to of say that poop. on the radio, but I, I yeah. do have that as my answer. Well, the shape of the poop is Yay! correct. Yeah, their droppings. If they're a male, it'll be shaped like the letter J. And if they're a female, it'll be more spiral shaped. I never thought I'd say this on public radio, but that's really TMI. <laughs> well, you know, it's turkey talk. All right. Under which U.S. president did the official turkey pardoning ceremony begin? Lincoln, Roosevelt, or the first Bush? A, B, or C? How many people said A under Lincoln? Merwin said A. How many people said B under Roosevelt? That is also wrong. It was actually George Herbert Walker Bush. It wasn't until 1989 that the official pardoning ceremony started. So now we know. So the concert of the Messiah is happening Sunday, December 4th. It's 4 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon at Rosary Cathedral. Elaine Trudell conducting wonderful soloists, a wonderful chorus as well, and, of course, the Toledo Symphony. Now, Vanessa, we haven't seen you in a while, and I know there have been just recently announced some, some pretty cool stuff that's happening at the symphony. I wonder if you want to take a few minutes and, and reiterate for us what's going on. Absolutely. So earlier this week, we announced that Yo-Yo Ma will be performing with the Toledo Symphony on uh, Friday, May 5th of 2023. He'll be doing the Elgar Cello Concerto, and the orchestra will be performing Brahms' Fourth Symphony, which uh, some folks might recall was scheduled to be performed right when the pandemic shutdown happened. So that was um, the very first live stream that Toledo Symphony, um, you know, kind of made happen on the fly. And so we'll be performing that live and Yo-Yo Ma will be performing Elgar Cello Concerto. And those tickets are on sale now. So perfect timing for the holidays for your stocking stuffers. And um, we also have some holiday promotions running over the Thanksgiving weekend for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So I would say you should be able to cross everyone off your list this next couple of days. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting news. Totally exciting news. I want to thank you for coming in and sharing with us and jumping back on the panel with us and Mickey Emsch also guesting on our panel today. Again, the concert is Sunday, December 4th. It's at 4 o'clock p.m. at Rosary Cathedral. Handel's Messiah, one of the premier holiday events of the year. You know, Brad, the, this is the first of two performances that the LaValle Foundation has underwritten for us to perform choral music at Rosary Cathedral. The first, of course, is the the Messiah. The second is uh, Puccini's Messa de Gloria in the springtime. So two great choral works at the most beautiful place to hear choral in orchestra. Absolutely. Amazing acoustic in there. And also very important that we have members of the community and and business leaders of the community and companies and corporations supporting the arts. Definitely want to put in a little shout out for that. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. 
You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, Vanessa Gardner, and our special guest, Mickey Emsch. I'm Brad Cresswell. This has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.